0: Ask the Podcast Coach for June 2nd, 2018.
1: Let's get ready to podcast.
0: There it is. It's that fun-filled music that means it's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the schoolofpodcasting.com. Joining me right over there. The one the only. He's he's 50 in a week now, a little older. And uh, it's the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv.
1: Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. I'm glad my birthday's over, but congratulations to you, Academy of Podcasters Hall of Fame inductee. Congratulations, Dave. Good to have you in that group, for sure.
0: That's, uh, I still don't, oh, I would help if I hit stop on that. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I still kind of don't believe it in a
1: way. It's pretty, it's pretty great. It's well-deserved, my friend. Well-deserved. Thank you. Um, you have put the time in.
0: It's, uh, I forgot to load them. I had a bunch of fanfare sound effects. Oh, where it's like, you know, uh, yes,
1: yes. Uh, well, congratulations, Dave. I I love that. That's just just the inductee uh, here on the page. If you go out to acad- academyofpodcasters.com dot com slash hall of fame, Dave Jackson's an award winning podcaster who has been podcasting since two thousand five. If you listen to Dave, you know that, and you've been a host of nearly a dozen different podcasts over the last decade. Dave is best known for host- being host of School of Podcasting. I would say, uh, ask the podcast coach, <laughs> where he helped thousands of new, experienced podcasters launch their show and become better hosts. So, Dave, congratulations on that
0: big deal. Yeah, it's um, it's funny because. I luckily I talked to Gary Leland all the time um, on a fairly regular basis. He's always like, look, I'm trying to do this thing. And it's not, I'm like, Oh, just go into here, clicked on that. You know, he's, he's such a good guy. And so he's, he's like, can we get on Skype for something? I'm thinking, Oh, Gary's got a, he must have a doozy of a problem or something. And he's like, you know how we always have those guys that call people that are in the hall of fame. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, well, we're going to need to do, we're going to need you to do that next year. Because we're putting you in the Hall of Fame. I'm like, what? So. No, uh, that's great. That's yeah. great.
1: I think it, it could have been a year or two earlier, but uh, congratulations for, it's a big deal. I mean, we're getting to that point in podcasting where, you know, it's, it's starting to separate. You know, we're starting to separate on who's staying and who's going and yeah. we've had a lot, a lot of folks come and leave. And that's okay, right? It's not, you don't have to come and stay and do something forever. But, you know, the fact that you've been doing this for you know, a decade plus. And I think you're just, I mean, I really think you're just getting your rhythm as right now in what you want to do and how you want to do it. I don't see any signs of it slowing down for you. You don't get tired of it. You're, you know, we've been doing this show for, I don't know, three, four years now, whatever it is. And we just keep, you know, we just keep, just keep doing, doing, doing it. So yeah. I think it's a, it's a huge, I think it's a huge deal. Congratulations.
0: Yeah. The, uh the key is uh don't quit. I think that's true. Somebody said what's the what's the magic of you? I I didn't quit. You know, um yeah, just don't stop. I like, would,
1: that's the that's the key I think to anything.
0: Well, what, what was funny is I was laughing because uh, I was dugging through some stuff and I found an old here you know, because uh this company does not exist anymore. I'm not breaking any terms if I share this. Uh but it was hilarious because I was like this is back in 2008 and it's a contract from Mevio, which was then pod show or whatever. But you'll see there, I, I did the math on this. I was making $250 an episode promoting McDonald's. Hmm. And I remember at the time thinking, wow, this is just not right. Because I didn't have that many listeners back then for the uh, musician's cooler. And I just was just like, because I'm like, wait a minute, what's $500 or six episodes for $1,500? And I'm like, that's $250 an episode. <laughs> I'm like, no wonder that, that company went out of business. Because I'm like... But uh,
1: well, that- they were trying to. I mean, to be fair, to get anything going, you, oh, yeah. you need to you need to overspend. Like you've got to do some things. You have to spend and lean into it, and that's all they were doing. It just it, the the question is, will it catch before you run out of capital? Right. right. Most most small business owners they just run out of capital before they gain success, and so that's all they were trying to do. You know, was it a little ridiculous? Probably. Did it attract some people to actually do it? Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Right.
0: Yeah. It was, uh, it was kind of. Here's the thing is, I was, I was, I don't know how much time I have, but I was like, you know what? This is, in my opinion, an an important speech that I want to do. And so I just started listing the people I would thank because I'm like, I don't want to have a a speech. This, I want to thank this person and that person and and that person. Of course, this person because that gets to be kind of old. But if it's, I think I remember Rob Greenlee said last year, you get seven minutes it's hard to fit 13 years into seven minutes without it just being a list of people you'd like to think. So I'm not sure how that's going to go. That's going to be uh, very interesting, but
1: no one, one worth thinking about quite a bit and maybe doing a couple times, just kind of figuring oh, yeah. out it's, it's an important speech yeah. and uh, getting that right. I think is kind of key. So, yeah. you know, start thinking through when do they do that? When, when are you actually in July 24th? Okay.
0: So it's coming up, coming up. Yeah. So I got a, um, so, but, uh, if you have a question, of course, you can come out to com slash live and enter it in the chat room. Or if you want to go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join, you will pop right into this video and you can ask your question live. We do have a good question. Uh, this is from Josh from the Corner Cutter podcast. And he said, turning the monitor back up. Uh, I'll be interested to hear your take on this one, Jim. Hey, this is Josh from the dot Podcast.com. I have two questions for you guys today. First one is when listeners reach out to you, what is the what are some good questions you can ask to keep the conversation going and to build a relationship? I heard Cliff Ravenscraft talking talking about this recently, and it sounds pretty important. Also, my other question was, what is the best way to ask to be on another person's podcast? Do you ask directly? Do you suggest some collaboration between the shows? Maybe you have him on your podcast or, and you switch back and forth. Just what's? Do you have any good tips for that? Thank you guys for doing the podcast every week. I really enjoy it. Bye. Thank you, Josh. Jim, so he's asking for what are good questions, and then how do you ask to be on somebody's podcast?
1: Yeah well i I did hear a little bit of in there of like how do I reach back to to my listeners like right? yeah. how do I do that how, the communication was that right? is that yeah, actually, hear,
0: that's okay. what he did I I'm, okay I wrote some notes here and uh, uh,
1: and I think that's a super good point you know i've I've said this a dozen times on this show that when your show is small, you get this incredible opportunity to reach your listeners like you never get to when it gets bigger. It's just there's not enough time. You get busier. There's just more input coming in. It doesn't happen as much. And so um, I really like to, you know, and I think it kind of depends on where they're at. But just insert social media platform of choice. I have some listeners I, I connect to on like Twitter, you know, I got this crazy weather app that starts these conversations and I have people tweeting their weather back to me and we actually start conversations that way where it's just kind of a back and forth. I've connected with some of my listeners on, on Facebook messenger and I allow them to have direct access to me anytime, whatever. And we just have conversations about what interests them. So I think in some of those early conversations that you're having, Ask them questions about what they're interested in. Don't sometimes we try to be the expert and that's why people listen to us, right? Because we're the expert in a subject. But w- when you get in that conversation or they're asking you a question, ask questions back that pertain to that subject and let them give you a little bit of feedback on some things. And that's, that's hard to script questions that way because every situation is a little bit different, Dave. But, you know, in, in this kind of case, if I, if I was the podcasting a- expert, and Dave, you are asking me some things. I might start with some things like, well, and, you know, this is a pretty much a no-brainer, but, you know, what are you trying to do? Who are you trying to reach? What's your goals? What's the best podcasting day ever for you? What would you like to, you know, and let them talk. Give them some opportunities. We're so used to being the ones talking. Shut up for a second. Let them, you know, ask them some some good questions and come back and have it pertain to what they're doing. So that's I know that's not like a super prescriptive answer, but but you got to just be conversational have some conversations, shoot the breeze, talk about the weather, talk about the yeah. kids, talk about, right. Let those things creep into the conversations.
0: Yeah. For me, if somebody comes up to me and says, Hey, I really liked your show on such and such. I will say, thank you so much for listening. What about it? Did you like, in some cases I'll like actually go a little deeper. And if they say, Oh, it was really cool the way you did this and that, that, and I'm like, Oh, cool. Again, I'm so glad you liked it is there anything else you would like to hear in the future? Do you have any suggestions or things you'd like to do? Or, you know, I've got a listener. What what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? And then in some cases, they'll throw in something like, well, I actually do this thing and that's why that did. This. So now I've got a, a piece of their puzzle. And so when this is done, I'm probably going to ask them about whatever they just said. I'm like, oh, so you you listen to it on your bike. What kind of bike do you got? Where do you ride at? I And then it's like Jim said, you just start a conversation. And, and get them going. And that just, um, it sounds weird, but like it or not, you are the host. And that, that gives you, you know, as I often refer to as big shot, smarty pants status. And when you are emailing the listener um, that's a big deal to them. And so the fact that you're actually having, I still, I, I got an email from Jay Moore uh, a while back. I emailed him and he emailed me back and I was like, Holy cow, Jay Moore. Like, and it's not his assistant. It's like Jay Moore emailed me back. And I'm like, but you were in Jerry Maguire. Come on, you know? So that's always kind of, uh, I, Dave,
1: cool. I've even called our listeners on the, in, on the Gallup side of things. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've stayed in houses of my listeners on home gadget geeks. Like that's, I've had dinner. We've mm-hmm. gone over to their house. I've done those kinds of things on the Gallup side. Um, I get, you know, sometimes I'll get pinged via IM and they'll have a question for me and I'll be like, Hey, can I just call you? Like, this is too much for IM. Can I just call? Yeah. And they're always appreciative. And a little stunned that somebody would call them. Like, you know, they'll they'll pick up the phone and say hello. I say, hey, it's Jim from Gallup, and they'll be like, I can't believe I'm talking. To you. <laughs> like, this is the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, well, okay, I'm just, you know, it's just me. Let's let's, you know, but it it's it is one of those things where if you can, if you if you are able to make a phone call or reach out personally man, talk about locking in a listener for life. I mean, those things just change the equation of how they listen to you. And so I think it's really important to reach back.
0: Yeah, I've done that. If people will leave a voicemail and they ask a question, uh, like in his case, that came in via Speakpipe. but if they actually called my my phone number, which is just 888-563-3228, uh, courtesy of podcastvoicemail.com, in some cases, I would just call it the same thing. You call them back and they're like, and you're like, hey, this is uh, is this you know, Jim? And you're like, yeah, and like, oh, this is Dave Jackson. And they're like, get out of here. And you're like, no, seriously. <laughs> like, what was the second question? Uh, the second question was, how do I ask to be on someone's podcast? This is the one I mm-hmm. thought that was interesting.
1: Yeah, what do you think? What what do you think is the best? Well, my, my
0: my my yeah. initial reaction was, how do I ask? Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go total Dave weird analogy here because to me, um, I care about my audience. I, uh, I have a relationship with my audience that I've had for years and you're asking to get in front of my audience. So Jim, how long have you been married? So oh, 30 years, 30 years. So Jim has had a long relationship with someone um, that he cares about deeply. And if I asked to get in front of, of that audience, that's kind of the same way to me. If somebody says, Hey, I'd like to be on your show. It's kind of like, Hey, I'd like to, you know, um, your wife. And I'm like, uh, no. So my initial reaction was like, Hmm. Unless somebody comes up to me, I don't know. I, to me, I just, I can't picture me going, Hey, I'd be a good guest on your show. To me, that's just like, Hmm. So that's my reaction. What's, what's your reaction?
1: Yeah, It's, it's very similar. I, it, it,
0: you know, and I think it kind of
1: goes back to the last question we answered, which is, I really don't want to be on a show until I know that person. Right. And so, you know, I try to find some ways to interact with them. When I was, when I asked to be on home, ga- or, uh, home Server Show way back in the day, my very first podcast, I listened to all of his shows first. So I downloaded, he had 10 in the, in the hopper and I listened to him on the way back from Denver. I put him on in the car. My kids thought I was nuts. They're like, dad, this is boring. But I listened to all 10 of his, his podcasts. And when I got back, I sent him a note. I said, hey, I really appreciated you know, listening to this. You know, I'd love if I can join and help in any way, let me know. Like, I would love to participate. And it actually took him probably four or five months to invite me uh, to come on the show. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, uh, like Harry Duran, uh, we have missed each other in podcast movement and the various places. And I just, I, you know what, I never thought about being on Harry's show. And he just asked me. It was one of those things that just worked. Like, I think be present, be involved Um, you know, and, and then if it works, have them on your show first and don't ask. Like, I I think it's really, really key to just give and not ask to receive. And if it, if it works and it's right, they'll ask you back. So, you know,
0: and if they don't, this is what most people miss. You have a relationship with somebody as I was working on this thing. And I, it dawned on me that I did today in podcasting with Rob Walsh, uh, Gary Leland and Paul Culligan, and all three of those guys have somehow helped me along the way or or given me opportunities or things like that. So it doesn't always mean you have to be on their show. It just may be I know that person. And now if somebody says, hey, I need to know somebody about such and such, they go, oh, I know this guy. I was on his show. And they go that route. Um, if you want to be on somebody's show, let's reverse engineer that. What is a podcaster looking for? A podcaster is looking for somebody who can bring value to their show. So this is where I always tell people just hover around them and leave comments in their episodes. And, you know, if you see something cool that they might want to talk about, uh, send them a tweet and, and whatever that thing is where you at, you know, mention them in in the tweet, just kind of just every time you turn around, like, well, there's that Jim Collison guy again and then, wow, well, he always seems to do this, and he always has great insight, and eventually they're going to go, why don't we get on the phone and talk, or why don't we do something, and maybe you can come on the show. Um, but to me, to just go, hey, I, I think I should be on your show, I, I've I've heard of people doing that, because people have come to me and go, how do I handle this? And I go, what happened? They go, they just said, I, I should be on your show. And I'm like, Ooh. I'm like, who's? Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that puts
1: you in a really, in a real tough bind when somebody else makes the recommendation. Oh yeah. You no, you totally should be. And then they, you're like, well, you know, it gets, it gets kind of interesting. Dave, by the way, I never asked to be on the show. I was just thinking about this. Like this never was a, this was maybe a perfect example of we just started this by yeah. testing out equipment, <laughs> right? We were just, you were getting going live and I do a lot of live and I wanted to help you out and one Saturday morning, you said, "Hey, I'm live," and I jumped in here, and we chatted. And the next week, you did the same thing, and I jumped in and we chatted. And you're like, "Hey, you want to do this like every Saturday morning?" You know? <laughs> it? And and I think that's I, I think that's kind of a uh, that's a pretty good example of you know, be, like you're saying, being in the neighborhood. You got to be in the neighborhood so they can ask.
0: Well, what helped? I just had one um, SP referred me to somebody. And I had not really heard of him and in and, and SB kind of gives me here's why I think he would be a, a good fit, he's a really good guy, and blah, blah, blah. So I I emailed the guy and I said, Hey, um, can we get on the a phone a little bit? You know, and can you send me a link to your website? Or are you a podcaster? Yada 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 blah blah blah. And we got on the phone and in the process of doing that, I go to his website. He's got a book out uh all about storytelling, and I'm like, Oh, this'll probably this seems like a pretty easy fit. And as I'm reading, we get off the phone and I'm like, I I think this will, I kind of get the angle of where I could go with his story. And then I read his book and I'm like, oh, this is such a no brainer, you know, but I still, I've, I've learned to, if, if it's somebody, I don't know, I want to get on the phone with you and it's awkward to kind of have to go. So like, what's the value here for my audience? But in the end, that's, if if I don't ask that question, I don't want to find out. 45 minutes into the interview, I I got nothing, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was, I was just listening to uh, Jordan Harbinger's show and somebody asked him, they're like, what do you do if you end up with a dud? And he goes, and I can't believe, I can't imagine doing this, but it is the most honest way to do it. He has his producer probably uh, email the people and just say, you know what? Um, For whatever reason, this didn't, I think they said this didn't land well you know and they said they've had people come back a second time after, and they said you know write a book or something but it wasn't a, at this point that wasn't a that didn't really go well and i was like oh that's you know i, I can't imagine saying that to somebody but that's on the other hand hard. yeah on the other hand i know many people are like oh um the recorder didn't eat it uh, they you know i'm like oh, okay don't lie
1: never yeah. never never works you always get caught if you're you're doing that you will never you'll you just won't get away with it the other the exception to that is for people who are asking so if you got a if you have a host and they're saying like hey I'm looking for experts, then just submit your best resume. Like that's a no brainer. If they're asking, if they have an open invitation, you might check on their site. They might have a way for you to apply in. You just apply. It's you know you just you get in there and get it done. A lot of a lot of podcasters are asking for hosts. That's a that's our for guests. That's another thing you don't know. Like they could be desperately needing guests and they're just not good enough to actually ask. Like they they don't know how to ask, they don't know how to put it out, they don't know how yeah. to get it done. So by you asking, they might be like, "Oh, thank God, someone came to me." You know, and so they that that might work right away. I know for sure 100% of the time if you don't ask, you won't be on the show. So it it's it's one of those things you got to find that right way um to ask.
0: Yeah, I uh we just did a podcast review show uh myself and Eric K. Johnson. We had somebody come on and it's a travel show. And it was kind of like an interesting conversation with no follow-up questions like they went to Ireland and I actually made a list of all the it was like because she had some people that went with her on the trip and they all said oh it was amazing it was beautiful I'm definitely going back and then another person said it it was amazing it was beautiful and another person said I loved it and I was like okay but nobody said why like why was it amazing it's like sometimes you need to go a little deeper to to get that and and i don't think she realized that until we pointed it out and she's like yeah we we didn't uh hmm okay so and then uh illiquity in the uh chat room says uh it's horrible when a guest or a host will talk over the guest yeah that's always what do you mean i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) you you are hooked for the uh let's see here um what do you mean dave (laughs) no yeah uh, there's gonna be
1: some of that though right i mean yeah yeah Even in this show, we, we, we interrupt each other a couple times throughout the program and it keeps that, that actually keeps the momentum going, you know, and in, in both you and I know that, Hey, that's going to happen from time to time. It's not a big deal. Just keep pushing for it. I've interrupted you probably more than you've interrupted me, but it is part of our, in this, in this, uh, setup, it's part of our shtick. And yeah. I, I think we're both okay with it. Yeah. Right. Well, we just so, yeah. I hope it's been, it's been good podcasting with you.
0: Yeah. Eliquity <laughs> <laughs> uh, says, how about when you want to interview them and you want to be on their show? Well, then make it a really good interview, make that whole process seamless and professional and make sure they had a good time, make sure they sound good and then see where it goes. You know, I, I don't know. I just, it's so against my nature to go. Like I never, I don't think I've ever, even when I like had Daniel or Ray or anybody on my show, it's never been like, Hey, want to do a a interview swap? Swap, It's, it's never been, it's always been like, would you like to come on my show? And then eventually they're like, Hey, you want to, you want to come on mine? And I'm like, sure. So I just, that to me is just, again, I see that in my head is, Hey, do you mind if I have sex with your wife? Do you do mind if I have, you know, it's like, um, yeah, I actually would. So, and uh, let's find a different analogy. Um, yes, let's, 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 um, well I'll give you a great example, and some of it might be culture because in the guitar world, you don't play another man's guitar without saying, Hey, can I, can I, can, do you mind if I kind of thing? And even that is a little like, wait, you, you want to play my guitar? Um, uh, and usually how it works And it's kind of a weird dance that you do. You go, man, that's a beautiful guitar. It sounds great. And that is the, the clue to the person to go, Oh, you like it. Would you like to play it? That's the thing you don't. mm -mm. So, um, yeah. So I, to me, I would just approach that. And I'm going to kind of switch gears. Somebody asked a question that is kind of related to this. Uh, I had it.
1: While you're looking that up, let, yeah. let me just add a little bit while you're, while you're, I'm looking that up. We had, I don't know, four years ago, maybe longer, I had you, Daniel, and Ray on my program right after I'd found you. Like I, I found all three of you at the same time, which is really common. You guys aren't doing as much together as you used to, but you guys used to do a lot of things together. Podcasters Roundtable, and a whole bunch of stuff kind of came out all, all those, all those days. And I had, but it was really I wanted you guys to be on my show. I, I, we, were, we were talking about podcasting tech and gadgets, and I all three of you had a different spin on the gadget side. And I never once said, "Would you know?" I didn't want to be back on your shows. That's not why I had you on. I had you guys on to bring value to my own show. Now, if you had asked, and actually that relationship led to this one, so mm-hmm. it, it it was beneficial from that standpoint. And I was on the early couple early podcasters roundtables. Yeah. So yeah, invite them on, but never, I don't know if you should expect that. Open the door, you know, and and leave it right there. So let's, let's move on to
0: that other question. Chris, Chris Fern, this is in a Facebook group. uh, I saw this. He said, what's your take on requiring social sharing for your guest by contract? And I just went, Hmm. Cause to me, when I hear that, I'm not asking you to be on the show because you're going to bring value, I'm bringing you on the show because I want your Twitter feed is how I take that what What are your thoughts?
1: yeah, no, for sure, yeah, I don't in fact, I tell guests I'm looks at like they'll they'll say to me oh, I'll get this tweeted and stuff and i'll I'll be really clear. I say first of all, thank you for doing that, but we don't expect that at all like it's my job to promote you if you want to promote the program that's great, and we appreciate it and stuff and there's a lot of advantages to you doing that, but I want to be very clear. I had you on for your value, not not so that you could promote our show. I, I've said that dozens of times to my guests. And it, it's just, I'm not, that's not why I don't, I have them on. I don't have them on. We have a blogger, Erin uh, Lawrence, who comes in from Canada and she works for Best Buy Canada and has all these great contacts and does all these great reviews and has this huge audience. And it would be really tempting to be like, hey, Erin, or to work the tweets to 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 use her audience If she chooses to do that, that's fine. I am not going to ask for it. That's not why I have her on. She brings great value to the show. And and I just, I can't emphasize that enough. If all, if everything is right, that will happen. You don't have to ask. It'll automatically happen.
0: Yeah. Uh, Another question in the chat room here says, uh, and I forget to, I forgot to copy who asked this. So my apologies, but they said, uh, what's the deal? What's it was? Jerry Seinfeld is in the chat room. What's the deal? With listen notes.com. Uh, I got a, I got a form email from them. Don't you love form emails right there? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But it does sound kind of cool. I think you can add your show over there. If it's paid for, don't do it. But if it's free, okay. What's I'm, the name of it? Listen notes. It's supposed to be an audio search engine. Hmm. And I'm like, okay. Cause I think we have one of those called um Google, but this is supposed to be somehow a little more, looking through showing
1: themselves the number one podcast search engine. Yeah. So and we're the number one Saturday morning podcast about podcasting starting at 10 30 Eastern.
0: That's it. That's us. So, uh, yeah, so that's, I, there's a lot of form emails going. Pippa uh, is a media hosting company that the minute you, uh, submit your show to iTunes, they will send you a form letter saying, Hey, why don't you host with us? We're like, wow, that's slimy. Uh, What's the
1: monetization plan on this? Listen notes. Do you know? Is uh, it, my really. guess
0: I think the plan is to go out of business in about a year and a half. Um, <laughs> uh, is there? I thought there was uh, a thing where you could. I know there was one place that Rob Walsh over at the feed was talking about where you can you could sign up to.
1: It's got to be ads. It's got to be ad spaces, right? They're trying to sell, so they're building the platform to bring people over, and then they'll sell ad spaces. I, I can't imagine any other way to get this done
0: yeah because i don't i don't see anything
1: yeah well there's there's promoted spots so right below the search engines is a promoted spot and then Uh, six down is another promoted spot it looks like that's kind of their they're adding in these these and i'm sure they'll sell those spots as they try to get as they try to get their their clicks up yeah. But, uh, you know, if you can submit and doesn't cost you anything, uh, or even if it does cost you something, you get a return on it.
0: Well, here, know, why, why wouldn't you let's just type in, ask the podcast coach. Yeah, there we let's are. We're in there. So I don't, it, it's probably one of those things that again is pulling in from, uh, from the back end of Apple. Let's see if home
1: gadget geeks is in there and then we'll know for sure. Yeah. There we go. Both both my MP3 and my video small and video large are all in there. So they are definitely, I think they're coming off iTunes. Yeah. They have to be. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to know. I've never heard of it until you mentioned it. So, you know, I, they, they, if they get aggressive about letting people know it's there, I just, we, we, talked about this dozens of times. I don't think we have a discoverability problem. I mean, I either. don't think that's a fundamental problem.
0: Uh, another question from the chat from, from a She says, uh, You talked about that company last episode where you can get a guest or find guests that is podcast guest. So singular podcast, multiple guests, podcast, guest.com. And if you would be so kind, throw on a slash SOP uh, because uh, they were a sponsor of the school of podcasting. Uh, They don't charge you to be a guest. You can set up to be, there's like a, um, there's an advanced podcast, like if you want to be featured in the newsletter kind of thing, I think it's, Oh, that's a good question, but you can, you can be kind of a featured expert because they have a whole bunch of other experts over there, but that is free. That to me is like a no brainer. If you're a person that's doing interviews uh, and then what that does is you find people who in theory are looking to be on a podcast. So in theory should have hopefully decent equipment and know their way around a microphone. And then again, you can go through that process of, Hey, can we do a a little pre call and see if we're a good fit. And, um, you know, go from there. I had, I have a guy now that I think is not a good fit. He's a really nice guy. Cause I was, I was digging into the Amazon associates thing and he happened to be, he sent in a thing at Lipson and I see he's like the Amazon ninja or something like that. I said, could you answer some of these questions? Well, he's all about being an Amazon seller not an Amazon associate. So that's how he makes money. He sells things on Amazon. So all of a sudden I went, ooh, this is probably not maybe the exact fit I thought it was. And so we're going to get on the phone and I'm going to talk about it and say, this is what I'm looking, is this your your thing? And if he says, then I'm like, you know what? I appreciate the phone call. Um, And if I know anybody that needs to sell stuff on Amazon, I'll send them your way. But that's not really where I want to go with in this uh, episode. So, but holy cow, it's 11 o'clock already. So, uh, we now have the, the PowerPoint of patrons. That's cool. Um, so thanks to everyone who's, who's been a sponsor. I'm hoping this is going to let me click. There you go. Uh, Josh Liston from on the bubble com and punching com. Uh, he was talking in his last episode. He's no longer going to be doing the, um, podcaster survival guide because he's got other podcasts he's want to do. And he just went, you know what? Uh, let's move on. So he did, and so that's his two shows. Uh, we have Greg from DebtShepherd. dot Jonathan from WeeklyAwesome.com, dot com, Glenn the Geek Hebert from Horseradio dot com, uh, Josh Rivers from podcastingexperiments.com. dot uh, com. Thank you, gentlemen, for being a twenty dollars uh, patron. Uh, I forgot Max Trescott. I said that too soon. Uh, from AviationNewsTalk. dot com and Shane, who has the coolest coasters in the on the planet, of course, as well over at spybrary.com. dot com. Our $10 patrons, uh, Jeff Hallish from PodNuts. That's uh, N U T Z dot com. Nick Suberling from CincinnatiSoccerTalk.com. dot com. Sean Park from BeYourOwnNerd dot com. I was talking with Sean this week. That guy loves gear. He's all about the gear. Um, our $5 patrons, uh, Darren Dake from CornerTalk dot com. Doug Salomon from Become Limitless. That's easy for me to say. Limitless dot com. Eliquity from TravelGlutenFree.com. dot com. Corey Finnerin from IVNV.com. dot com. Remind me later to talk about Corey. He's doing something cool. Uh, Jay Cleveland Payne from jclevelandpayne.net slash podcast. Jason E. Curtis, uh, you can find him at at tx.com. Jeremy Dennis from transmissionspodcast.com. Some guy named Jim Collison from theaverageguy.tv. Joel Sosihai from stackingbenjamins.com. Joe Taylor from On Faith Sedge. Kim Slusher from distractedlife.com. Michael Ray. Michael, if you ever let me know what your podcast is, I will definitely promote it. Uh, Master Cauldron from cauldronscript.com. Troy Heinrich from The Blacklist Exposed. Uh, moving on to our $1 patrons, Barb over at anchor.fm, Barb T U S A. USA. Uh, Sean Perrin from Claire and Eat. He's a new one. So Sean, welcome aboard. Uh, creepykingdom.com. Dave Wilson from Ottawa Works. Emily Prokop, uh, who we of course all know, from are and of course the story behind podcast.com uh garrett godfrey from crowdfunding christian music.com gary and margaret from beekeeping podcast.com craig from ingles podcast.com the international latin podcast awards you can find them at latin podcast jason griffin at oddly enough jason griffin.com jeff uh, over at genealogy showcase.com lucas apps from triangle tactical.net you can click that hide button on the is that oh, the, thank the, you because i'm like it's yeah. in my way oh there we go there you go mike moody from mr robot paul from fighting through podcast.co.uk patrick keller another new patron thank you uh patrick for coming on board over at the big science science the big seance the big science podcast is a whole different thing uh brandon over at seahawkerspodcast.com sean at slept in government class.com Steve sleeper over at Earn.show show and the fabulous Wayne Henderson over at media voiceovers.com, I think, and that's it. So thank you to everyone for being an awesome supporter. If you would like to be an awesome supporter, simply go out to askthepodcastcoachcom slash awesome. And um, if for some reason you're an awesome supporter and I missed your name, let me know. I will add it next week. I noticed there's a thing in Patreon where you can say, Show me just these, you know, the $20 supporters, show me the, and I noticed, because I remember Patrick and Sean were new, and I said, show me the $1 patrons, and I made my little list and patron, and I was like, wait a minute, I don't remember typing in Patrick's name, and I went back and looked at the list, and it's not there, so I I discovered, you know, about 10, 12, that I'm like, I'm going to have to do this manually, and export it into Excel, and sort by, there's all sorts of other things going on, but thanks to everyone for being an awesome supporter, I do deeply appreciate it. And and
1: I do too, Dave, I, I say this every time we do the full list, but it always impresses me the number of people who support you for this. And that's super important to me. I, you know, when Dave and I started the show, I said, Hey, this is yours. I don't, it's a, it's value enough just to come in on Saturday mornings and be a part of it. And and I love what I do here. So, but thank you. If you're listening to this, thank you for supporting Dave. It's super important to me and I appreciate it.
0: So Corey is doing a thing. Corey does Ivy envy. It's a show about the Chicago Cubs and he is somehow, I wish I had the link to his Facebook thing. He's organizing like what we'd call it. If you watch a baseball game together, it's like meetups. So everybody is meeting in a bar to watch the same game across the country. So I'm not sure what you would call that. Like a
1: virtual, almost like a virtual meetup. Yeah. Right. Everybody's watching. Are they using like a chat
0: room to stay that's or they have I, video? That's the part I've missed, but it's a, just a matter of, Hey, let's get, you know, you're a Cubs fan. I'm a Cub fan. You probably have other Cubs fans in your area. Click here. And here's the, here's kind of like the directions on how to a sign up sheet. And about. so he's basically teaching people how to do a meetup hmm. for, and let's all, and I asked him, I go, you guys can have a chat room going or what's, how's that going to work? And and I don't know that he's got that far into it, but at this point he's like, well, let's try this. And he's just throwing it on the wall. And I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. So I'll have to see how that goes as it goes on. But I thought it was interesting. He He sent me a link to, because he, somehow he has a map now of where the meetups are and you're that's starting cool. to see these little red dots go across the country. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. So.
1: Jason says maybe like a virtual tailgate is kind of what he's thinking, right? We get together before the game or whatever, do it during. We've watched keynotes that way where we all watch a keynote live, you know, the tech ones that that might be out there. And then we have a back channel video going while it's going. We're all watching it live on one screen. And then we have our own chat or not our own video going where we're talking about it. We used to broadcast those. Um, Nice. We haven't done that in a while another way, again, another way to get together with people you can't normally get together with in real time and make it happen. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Illiquity says, has anyone ever used newsjacking as a base for a show? Absolutely. Uh, When Muhammad Ali died, just for the record, back there, you'll see there's good old Muhammad on my wall. Um, When he died, I did an episode about here's what podcasters can learn from Muhammad Ali because everybody was searching for Muhammad Ali. And I didn't do that. That wasn't my... I didn't think, how can I use his death as a way to get, you know, listeners? I was just like, Hey, this is, this is somebody who meant a lot to me growing up. I'm going to do a podcast about it. And I could see where people might say, I've done that for Robin Williams. And when Chuck Berry died, so I basically just go to the obituary and see who I'm going to talk. (laughs) That's how I do my podcast. I read the obituaries, but um, no, that's definitely, you know, uh, if I wanted to, I, I don't really want to go there, but I could talk about, you know, be careful on your podcast, what you say, because. Roseanne Barr did something really stupid and got fired. Ooh, yikes. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, be careful because, uh, the internet writes in pen. So, uh, be careful about that.
1: That's a good way to put it for sure. It does.
0: Um, how can I use my iPad or iPhone for an audio backup? And can I use my iPhone and get decent quality if I'm interviewing someone on a cruise this week? Yes, you can. Um, number one, uh, just say I'm talking with Jim on a cruise. And I I hit record on my voice memo and I talk into the phone and I'm just holding up the phone. And then uh when I'm um, Jim is standing in front of me and I say, Jim, just so you know, when um, I'm when I want you to talk, I will put the phone in front of your mouth. And so I go. And so what do you think of that, Jim? And I go Poof. and I put the phone in front of his mouth. And when he's done talking, I go, that's great. And then what did you think about the such and such? And I just do a Bob Barker. That's super simple and I'm amazed at the quality I get from that I interviewed Dan Miller in the hallway at social media marketing world and the first thing I do is say I'm in the hallway of social media marketing world so people don't go wait what's up with all the background noise so that's an easy way to uh, to do it I mean they make microphones that you can plug into that you can get a um, you can get a little cable that enables you to plug a USB microphone into it Uh, There are all sorts of tools, but yeah, you can definitely use this as a backup. Um, If I wanted an actual backup for my show, that's where I would get into something as he pulls out the little coffin. Um, This little snicker bar-sized recorder is great for just that. I mean, it's okay. It's got built in microphones. I am not a huge fan of Zoom microphones, even with some sort of pop filter. They seem very pop-sensitive. I can never... Because this comes with a little clown notes that you can put over this. Um, and even if I do that, I still get pops. So, um, but if I just need a backup recording, 99 bucks, I think they're 79 bucks now. Uh, a Zoom H1 recorder is a great for just, I need another copy of this in case something goes bad. So
1: Dave, while we're talking about that, Miss Eileen had a question way back in the beginning of the show. She says, is there a mobile app that lets you upload a pre-recorded audio track and add background music. I know that the Spreaker app does it, but I'm looking for something else. Boss Jock does not work for this. What do you think?
0: Um,
1: Mobile app allows you to upload pre-recorded audio tracks and add background music.
0: I'm looking for the name of it. I haven't used it a lot. Sean Smith would be the guy. He's the mobile pro. And I believe it begins with an A. Here it is. Oh, no. for f- f- I want to call it Ferret. F-E-R-R-I-T-E. Um, and let me pull it up here. And so I hit that it's thinking about it. And I don't know that this brings, I don't know that this is multi-track. This is, uh, you can see it here. And as I talk, you'll see it's blinking, but I thought this was multi-track. It could be, I know there is a multi-track tool out there because Sean Smith showed it once. Um, yeah. Okay. This is multi-track. You can see there. Jason's
1: recommending the pro version.
0: Yeah. So, fair. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Ferret, ferrite, ferrite pro. Uh, I just, for me, when I see this, this makes my brain hurt trying to do editing with my fingers and pinching in. I just like, because I know a lot of people like, I want to do it all on my iPad. And my first question is, why? Because it's not that you can't, right? it just, it's going to make it not as fun. So, but you might want to check that out. Um, I've, I've, I've played with it like 10 minutes and went, yeah, okay. This is what that does. I'm never, unless somebody's putting a gun to my head, I'm not using that. Um, so yeah, Jason says it can edit multi-track and it is a tad difficult. Yeah. It just makes it a little, a little
1: ironically, the medium that needs the most editing, which is probably off an iPad is where it's the hardest to get it done. You know, if you're doing it on a PC, you have access to some pretty good equipment and it, it's, it's easier, much easier to do it with a mouse to, to be precision. But that iPad, you're going to struggle with it a little bit. I, I, always, <clears throat> I, I, I like to tell people, like, if you can get as much of the work, even though it's harder, if you can get more of the work or the equipment done on the front end, it makes editing so much easier on the back end. So if I was going to spend time on buying great editing equipment or buy great recording equipment, I'd spend my money on great recording equipment. And, yeah. and make sure you can just get it just as good as you possibly can.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, Steven makes a great point. Uh, if you're going to do the Bob Barker, you have to end your interview by reminding people to get their pets spayed and neutered. Uh, I forgot to mention that. And um, <laughs> I I know there are, uh, I, I know road makes some lav microphones that you can plug into. I use giant squid audio. It's a really weird name of a company, but if you just, Google Giant Squid Audio. They make. um I don't have them right here, but it's it's two labs that have one cord. So you basically pin one on your guest and one on you, and then it has one jack and it just goes. It, you could plug that into the H1, or I don't, I don't know that that would work on your phone because the phone has that weird three ring jack on an iPhone. But it definitely works on a. I've used that with my old Roland H5. I've used it with the H1, and it works like that. So. But, uh, you know, to get, and, and that's one of those things too, you can test, you can interview your cousin or your mom or your dad, just say, you know, and, and the other thing you want to do with that is go listen to that with earbuds and walk around the block and you're going to find, cause you're going to go, Oh, this is so noisy. And, and I'm like, Hmm, put your earbuds in and listen where your audience would listen. And you'll probably find out that it's, uh, and Jim and I were talking about this, uh, before we hit record today, it has to be non-distracting. That's that's my bar. If it's non-distracting, you're golden. It's it's when uh, it's when one person sounds like this. That's that's not going to work. When the second person's so quiet that uh, you can't hear them.
1: But that handheld recorder you put up—that's a Zoom H1, right?
0: Yeah, that's a Zoom H1. I think they have a new. I think this one's now 79. Because there's probably like an H1N. Um, same thing. There's everything now has an N on it. And, uh but this one to me is like the bare bones, you know, I don't want to use my phone or I don't want to, I've done the Bob Barker a lot at conferences because I always have a recorder. It's in my hotel room. And so I find somebody in the hallway and I'm like, hold on a second. And I just, and they know uh, that's the nice advantage of me. The people I'm talking to are podcasters. So they know I'm doing a Bob Barker and they know it's going to sound okay. They don't think it's weird when somebody jams a phone in their face, which, which makes it uh, easier for me. Uh, I'm actually
1: a fan. I like the Tascam um, DRs 7 That has kind of been my go-to for the last four or five years. I do carry that in my backpack. And if I do need it, it's a little bit of a spy, you know, like a spy device. You can turn the gain up on that thing and hear someone talking (laughs) like eight miles away on those microphones. So you got to be careful with them. It's got a lot of controls. It's got a little wheel, a little control wheel and a bunch of buttons. And the screen is not always the easiest to read. And you can do a lot on a little tiny screen. So you kind of got to get to know it. If you're going to use all the functions, but for 99 bucks, it's kind of the, it's the competition to that H1 and uh, for, for for 99 bucks, not, not a bad deal.
0: Yeah. The, um, the Tascam line is always, I I know they have one that looks a lot like an H5 and it's about a hundred dollars cheaper if I remember right, because it doesn't have the thing where you can swap out the microphones and that's where you go, well, I'm probably not going to be swapping out the microphones. Apparently my H5 has ran away from home. I don't know where it's at, but um, the H5 is the one where you can plug two XLR jacks in the bottom of it, which is great. And then it has the thing at the top that you can swap out and add two more if you want it. Well, if you're never going to use that, the task game might be a better deal because uh, you're going to just going to be using the plugs at the bottom anyway. So, but
1: Tascam has some really interesting um setups on their microphones and on their versions. So as you're looking if you were looking at a Tascam device, um like the DR40, mm-hmm. you can flip the microphones directionally so they can either be pointing out or pointing in. Yeah. So it gives you some options. I do like the zoom for the XLR inputs. I was seeing if Tascam had a version to be able to do that. They do. We do they yeah, we we do have. I mean, we are Zoom heavy in this community. We talk about Zoom a lot. That seems to be everybody's favorite. But Tascam is a good look uh, if you're if you're also interested in that.
0: Yeah, I forget the because I know um, Nick Süberling has one. Um, is that is that you mentioned the DR40? That's not it. The one with the. Yeah, I think it.
1: I think it is a DR40, right? You can flip those microphones. Yeah, around. you
0: can flip the microphones, yeah. but on the bottom they have a spot oh, for two XLRs.
1: I do, I do see that. Yeah, I so, do see that. What's that retail on that? You uh, know one
0: right eight, eighty nine vers- versus a Zoom H5 is through. Well, hold on, you got to be kidding me. Two sixty nine. So you're saving almost a hundred bucks, eighty ninety bucks.
1: Yeah, and you can get with the Task Cam. I don't know if Zoom does this, but you can actually get a remote um yeah they have a an rc10 which is a remote a wired remote for the dr40 so you could put it if it if it needs to go somewhere where you can't reach it and you need a remote for it they have one of that's yeah. available
0: yeah zoom has that i don't know if it works with the h1 but i know it works with the h5 and probably the h6 and it looks like this you have a little yep and yep. uh you can hit uh and what's kind of cool is if i remember right there's a little light on this and you can see if you're peeking without having to look at things. So that's kind of cool. Here's a question. How are we doing on time? Oh, this will be perfect. This this happened over the week. Carrie Porter Bond over at bondfirestudio.com. She's trying to pick the name of her podcast. And she had one. It was called Island Time. Another one was the south. I'm sorry, the southernmost show. So let's go with those two. What do you think that, what do you think the show's about so far?
1: So, so Tell those to me
0: again. Sorry, uh, island time and the southernmost show.
1: Ooh, neither one of them.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you have any idea what the show's about yet?
1: Uh, uh, island time. I, I would think of like I'm thinking about sipping a on a island drink at uh, you know at beer thirty. That's that's what island time gets me yeah. thinking. The other one doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah.
0: So she had another one and it was called only in Key West and I go. That's a little more like it. We're, getting, we're Be-
1: getting closer.
0: Yeah, because the southernmost is, I guess, Key West is one of the most southernmost cities in Florida, apparently. Um, but I said, yeah, I said if it's about Key West, you need the word Key West in your, uh, yeah. yeah, in your name. And so, um, still
1: doesn't tell me though. Doesn't give me a topic. Like, okay, so what? What about Key West? Like, what? what and, yeah. and that could, you know,
0: like, yeah. So it, it would need a tagline like only in Key West um, stories from and about Key West. Cause she was talking about how like there are people there that dress up in chicken suits and all sorts of bizarre little things that happen. And that's apparently that phrase Oh, only in Key West, you know, will you be late for work because the bus had to stop for whatever to cross the road, a chicken or something like that. So that's kind of a, and I said, well, that's a little inside baseball. I said, but as long as it has the word Key West in it, you know, and then I had her uh, reach out to Glenn, the geek. I said, Glenn and uh, Jamie have the Florida network. And I said, uh, if you're starting a show, they may be interested in having you on the network. Well, uh, and you can, you can
1: overcome inside baseball with some great advertising. Right. Like that's right. That's what you got to do. If you're going to get that inside and and maybe that's a regional statement that people say that uh, is going to, and that's who you're trying to reach. That's awesome. If you can if you can kind of sort your audience kind of based on locale or based on a phrase or based on a saying or something like that, and that's who you're trying to attract, ah, then you're man, you're golden. Leave it run, you know, run with it. But that's, I, you have to kind of ask that question. Like we're going to spend some time this summer. I have some high school interns that start on Monday and we're going to actually, I'm going to have them. One of their projects this summer is looking at our titling Mm. on our blog posts and say, are we maximizing everything we can in our titles? And I'm actually going to have them look for some uh, for an analytics A/B tester for titling that says, "Can what can we do? What kind of some? What, who would we? You know, who would we work with? How would we do it to get some? Are you get on, some testing? Are you on WordPress? We are not. We're on Blogger,
0: unfortunately. Oh, I was going to say because there's a cool plugin for that. Yeah. Well,
1: there's a, you can do this. You can do some of that A/B testing through analytics through Google. Analytics. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, and so we're gonna we're gonna spend a bunch of time figuring out like what are our most effective titles and how do those things work because I think titles really are our first. Like when you're thinking about what you're titling each episode, the most important thing is your title. Everything else is a distant. And I when I say distant, I mean distant. Second, your tags, your content. We, we, you know, we spend a lot of time talking about show notes. What I'm finding is they really don't matter, to be honest. Doesn't, it's not as effective. Now, if you put zero <laughs> in there, you have zero show notes or it's 100% links. Yes, those are problems, right? But for, for the average person, if you're doing an average of a couple hundred words in there, it's not really affecting your post as much as you think it is. The, those things, even the tags have gotten, because of keyword stuffing and tag stuffing, Google has turned all that stuff off on oh, yeah. their, in their search criteria. So titles matter right now. And so having a good title is super important.
0: We had another question on the same thing. This is from Heaney. I'm sorry, Hina Khan, no relation to Genghis. Uh, I'm, I'm needing help. <laughs> or maybe yeah, you 23 never know. And me. That's They're just... <laughs> not a sponsor, but 23 and me. <laughs> I'm needing help in naming my podcast. I'm a counselor. The podcast is meant for professional counselors and the overarching theme is trauma. And I went, how about trauma counselor? You know,
1: I'm, I'm, I I am the The trauma counselor. Yeah.
0: Oh, I would say, here's the thing that I have found from working at Libsyn. Don't put the word the in your title Mm. Mm. because they look at that. Like it's a, a separate word, like purple. So you will like, if you put it, cause somebody has the word, it was something like the kook cast. And they said, look, I can type in kook cast and I come right up. I type in the kook cast, which is the name of my show. And I don't. And because you're, you're now uh, ranking against other shows that have the word the, and I was like, wow, that's, that's good. That's good to know, Dave. I, I wouldn't have thought all the way through that. Yeah. Cause I know I, I, know. my show is just called school of podcasting because, uh, and I was, when he said that, I was like, really? And I've heard um, Paul Colgan has the podcast report. And he said, yeah, he goes, I, I don't rank well for the word the, and he goes, and it messes up the whole thing. So I'm just like, Hmm. So, but I, I don't know. What would you, any ideas for that one? Um, no, I think you're right on uh,
1: trauma counselor, counseling, trauma, yeah. You know, um, you know, you, you definitely want trauma and counselor. Yeah. And I think, cause people are going to, you might be able to get, get away with counseling. Um, there again, it's a good one to think about. Definitely your two key words, right. That you need to have in the title are those two, those yeah. two words, and then try some things around it. Um, you know, working with, you know, working with trauma. something along those lines that gets you those keywords that uh, you you don't want to miss those. But in this case, I wouldn't make it any more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah. Counseling counseling trauma or a trauma counselor. Yeah. Either one of those uh, would probably work. Yeah.
0: I mean, my, my test has always been, you've, you've heard me say this before, go up to somebody who's your target audience and say, I'm doing a show called trauma counselor. What do you think it's about? And if they go, I don't know trauma counseling and i'm like there you go that's a good you know but if you come up and say i'm doing a show called you know the the southern most whatever that one was and they go um it's like you said i don't know it's beer 30 like no no it's supposed to be about key west okay well that's not a good name then so when, when when you can say your name and ask somebody what do you think the show is about and they go i think it's about blah, blah, blah. And you go, yeah, that, that's it. Okay. That's a good, that's my opinion. I think that's a good name. i like to keep mine really. Hence I have shows like weekly web tools, logical weight loss, school of podcasting.
1: Right. Yes, yeah. the podcast As coach, coach. Yeah. Right. Darwin Dave says dealing with trauma, which could be good. Yeah. Illiquity faces of trauma that gets a little cute. Yeah. Like, you know, that that's one of those little borderline. You're going to have to spend a little extra on marketing for that
0: one. Well, not only that uh, it's an audio show. So, right, not gonna really yeah. be looking at faces
1: we, yeah, okay, but there's a metaphor there, yeah, that I know could, yeah. that could work, right? Faces of is something that's pretty common. um just know the farther you get away from um you know, like i like I like dealing with because dealing um works instead of counseling, right that's that replaces the counseling word, yeah, um, and so I like that where faces does not, it's more of a. It's more of an abstract, you know, you're trying to insert, get in people's minds the faces of people who have been through the trauma. And I get that. That's pretty great. But does that, is that making the exact connection for? Maybe a little questionable.
0: I always think if picture your target audience coming up to Google, what are they going to type in to find your show? And if you go, well, they're probably going to type in blah, blah, blah. Okay. Are those words in your show? Because. You know that's the way it's got to work. Hey, I uh, wonder.
1: Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, go ahead. No, In we're the, getting close to the end here. Well, so I uh, stretch that out a little
0: bit. We'll make a sound clip here for for uh, yeah, uh, Arnie, right? Arnie from the football. I got, yeah. Okay. Good. I'm horrible with names. I'm surprised I pulled that out of my butt because I already did one. <laughs> um, but do you have a favorite football moment?
1: A fa- oh, my all-time favorite football moment it goes way back into the '80s when when Joe Montana threw a touchdown pass to Dwight Clark back of the end zone against the Dallas Cowboys to win the division championship, which sent him to the Super Bowl, first ever for the for the Forty ers and they won, of course. So that one sticks. That's a huge, famous moment in football, and uh, and a big one for me. I watched that live.
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, I already told him. I, I gave him mine. I, I said. Hey, I live in, you know, near Cleveland. So sports is just a sore, you know, sore, sore spot. But I used to watch uh, Bernie Kozar and, and Brian Seipen where they, they were the cardiac kids and they would always come back in the fourth quarter. Bernie and Kozar. Bernie Kosar had the mobility oh, of a telephone pole um, <laughs> of concrete. <laughs> yeah. So, but he, if you gave him a good offensive line, he'd pick you apart. Steven says of those titles we're throwing out there, they don't uh, narrow down the counselor aspect example they could very well be for podcasts that deal with emergency rooms
1: yeah oh for sure yeah for sure yeah when you leave counselor out you know it, it, it's going to narrow it
0: for yeah. sure yeah that's going to be um uh, be fun to see but uh so at any rate it is about that time jim i think it is what's uh thanks everybody for uh, coming out on uh, on your saturday morning we got more show coming up here in a bit but uh Jim, what's, uh, what's coming up on TheAverageGuy.tv?
1: Yeah, we just posted a show. I got some birthday gifts, some kitchen gadgets, a new Nespresso coffee maker, which is awesome and a, and a Vava frother, which has been amazing. So if you're into coffee, first part of the show, what? you don't have to wait very long. We talked about those uh, the, the coffee maker and the frother.
0: What? A frother?
1: A f- milk frother, yeah. <laughs> Dude, change will change your life. Let <laughs> me just tell you, it is the most amazing. This frother is amazing. So, what do you
0: do with frothed milk
1: it's like cream you know you would add it to coffee Oh, right? you
0: add it to coffee okay see i'm i'm not i've never generated i've never graduated to the coffee generation
1: i'd tell you what in the post show i'll give you a quick rundown on why it's important <laughs> how's that sound
0: <laughs> there you go tune in for your frothing tips into the post show ask the That's podcast the new, coach. The, yeah. the
1: title of the new show the coffee frother
0: yeah on uh well, not
1: the, we can't use that yeah, coffee
0: frother the uh i'm interviewing uh Oh, see again. Here we go with names. Um, James. Mm-hmm. The guy from podnews.net, news.net uh, will be on Monday show because here's a guy that just came in out of nowhere and crushed the competition. And I said, and he's using tools I've never heard of. That's why I was like, hey, this is what I brought you on for. Because I was like, what are you using for email? And he, I was expecting constant contact or he's using some script in a bunch of Amazon back end. And it's a, it's a really interesting um, interview he's a he's a radio guy as well so i got his take on radio versus podcasting that'll be out on sunday's uh monday's school of podcasting but thanks for tuning in stick around for some post show uh coming right up